Good afternoon. This is Peter Call from Max here at Max 2024, and I have a special guest, uh, Mr. Dave Capert from ASE. Welcome, Dave. Thank you, Peter. Join myself here. Good show. Good, good. I'm glad that uh, that you were able to join us. Uh, as I've, I've mentioned to other guests, there's nothing better than good weather that takes care of a lot of problems. That's the truth. This yeah. is, and it's a great location as well. What a, what a venue. Yep, yep. Great location here at the Rosen Center. Um, we offer uh, so much training, so much networking, so many other events, SAE and so forth. Um, tell us why ASE chooses to come here, besides the fact that obviously you guys certify a ridiculous number of technicians to your ASE program, and uh, this is an opportunity to spread the word? Yeah, there's a number of reasons that we'd like to come here. Obviously, we, we always felt that we've had a great relationship with Max as an organization that goes back many, many years. Uh, Max has always been generous to ASE in terms of providing subject matter experts for our exams. Uh, we meet people here, some of them that you bring in because of the quality of the show in your organization. We derive subject matter experts there, too. And then just between the various tech sessions, we learn a lot and a Obviously, too, I guess maybe the last thing I should mention, but I don't want to just leave the least, is the trade show. We get to, you know, have a, have a booth here and, and show some of the things that we offer, goods and services. Yeah, yeah, and then and, and you guys have an event. I actually just got a recent uh, invitation that I have not responded to yet, but you guys have a training event that you guys put on. Um, it was last year in uh, Texas, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm, that's on the educational foundation right. side of it. I, I right. really can't speak to it specifically, but it is an annual event. Yep, yep. So annual training. Um, ASE does so much training, and uh, you know, you've got your all your A, um, you know, I guess A one through A eight. Is that what we have? It goes all the way through A nine now. Through but A9? That, that, that's the automobile series. That is yep. correct. Yep. And, and it's a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, program, pr pr fantastic venue. But uh, having ASE here really kind of adds even more credibility to our event because you're just such a well-known name in the uh, automotive service space. Yeah, we've been around since 1972, a lot of changes in that time. I and mean, we started with just some auto series tests, and now we've grown into many different segments. We're in heavy-duty truck, we're in a collision and, uh, and others, I won't even want to list the rest of them, but we've grown a fair amount into different disciplines as industry needs have arisen. Yeah, and, and how has that changed, uh, you know, for, with the advent of ADAS and the advent of electric vehicles? Are there new training programs that you guys are, you know, having to create and develop? That's a really good point, and, and actually one distinction I should make clear is that ASC doesn't really train, we certify, we right. test and certify, and yep. we issue credentials. Right. And so we really rely on the industry to provide that training, but what we do to make our tests is we bring in subject matter experts, and they are essentially who build our tests. That's the content areas, that's yep. the task list, and that's also who writes the questions. So people think that we're sitting away in some tower in a white lab coat coming up with this stuff. Right. It's not the truth at all. It's the industry that does it. We facilitate it, and that's where it ends. Yeah, I know that Steve participates in uh, the uh, the air conditioning portion of that uh, test evaluation and uh, test uh, um, test questions, and I uh, spend uh, a couple of days, half uh, you know, half day at a time, right. and they go through all that, and they uh, they kind of update it to make sure that one, everything, all the information is accurate, but secondly, is there new information that needs to be provided that the technicians should be tested on, that they should know in order to work in the shop. Yeah, so that's a good question, and I'm gonna. It's kind of a question and a statement at the time, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: what we test on 
I like to refer to as prevalent and relevant, kind of tongue twisters are prevalent and relevant technology. So just because maybe a new Tesla is coming out with a certain right. technology on it, people go, oh, you got to get that on the test right away. Well, that really hasn't gotten its way out to the industry at large yet. It, it is in their dealership network, and they've right. got that available or any other manufacturer. So we have to wait till that gets out, and that takes several years for it to become on our test. And again, that's decided by the subject matter experts at the workshops. Sure. So it it only becomes it it, it becomes something like. Uh, um, kind of an aftermarket program. I know that there's, you know, a, a lot of dealer techs are ASE certified. We don't question that at all. But you're kind of waiting for almost those vehicles to kind of get out of the service process from the OE when they're initially launched and into the greater market before you're super concerned about making sure that you've got great information on your testing about that new technology or that new vehicle. Right, that's true, and what we do when we make our test series, all of them, is we are generic in our approach because, let's just say, for example, you know, Ford might take a given technology and apply it in one certain way. We can't make a question a certain way. Right. And then Honda might be over here, so we have to come up with a generic approach that everybody feels is fair, yep. but still represents the technology overall. Yes. So that's kind of how we work with that. So let's apply that to something in air conditioning. So um, you know, as more vehicles come out with heat pumps, for example, even though they might have slightly different configurations, there's a lot of commonality between the heat pump designs, heat pump diagnostics, and heat pump testing and, and heat pump repair. So you would come out with some generic questions related to heat pumps, not a specific make or model, so that those folks would be able to, uh, um, to uh, demonstrate their knowledge of, of the general subject of heat pump air conditioning. That's correct, and, and there's probably going to be slight differences in technologies like control circuits and things like that mm -hmm. that one manufacturer may favor. So we may have a couple questions about that because it might be spread across uh, several different manufacturers. But again, we're still going to come back to the central thing. And, and I don't know how yet because we don't have heat pump really in you know, our test yet. yet. It might end up being a portion of it. Some you of will. the questions may reflect it. Right, yeah. it's coming. There's no doubt it's coming. And then who knows if it becomes widespread enough, which there's a lot of indications it's going to be. Maybe it'll be its own thing. Right. So that's one of those kind of great things that you can learn at Max is you come here and you find out that, yeah, heat pumps are going to be a real deal. And that allows you guys to kind of go back and say, you know, as we move forward over a five-year period or something like that, here's some things that we need to be looking out for that we're going to need to include at some point in time, and let's just keep an eye on it. Right, and as ASC staff, the key thing for us is, is, yeah, obviously we're here to monitor this, and we need to know this, but really as staff in the, if you will, the, the design of the tests going forward, we're not the ones that say it's got to be in there tomorrow. But right. again, that's, that's by bringing industry, again, you're, you know, folks like you have, bringing them in repeatedly, and it starts to rise up to the point where then it needs to be changed in the task list overall. Yeah, yeah. Any favorite part of MAX 2024? Uh, I think these are all good. One of my favorite things, if I may just answer it in a general way, is uh, the thing that I really enjoy about coming to Max is the training here is very specialized. Mm -hmm. The network of people here is very specialized. I love the fact that the trade show doesn't compete with the tech session time. Sure. So we get quality time, you know, yep. at the, on the show floor. We get to go around a little bit and talk, and it's a little bit more of an intimate atmosphere instead of the huge carnival that goes on with some of the other shows. So those are some of my favorite things. I'm not sure that's an answer or not. No, that's 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 that, that's a great answer. So let's talk carnival a little bit. Um, one of the comments that I've gotten back from from a lot of the folks was um, the food was amazing. 
the food was just amazing. Nothing short of that. Yeah. Nothing short of that. Service staff, everybody here has been great. Um, all the way around and the other thing I should also mention the way you did this this year is a little bit of an aside is how you guys were connected with MAP and AMRA this yeah, year yeah. that made a lot of sense for us to be able to come to both events and then you know enjoy both of them and, and pick up knowledge on on both sides of the fence there yeah well you know cross your fingers we'll be doing it again next year we'll, yeah. s- we'll see if uh, we'll see if our our friends uh, Jeff and Timothy and Joel and uh, over there uh, um, are going to be able to come back and join us. We'll, we'll be having some discussions soon. And then the other part of the circus is the other events here. Um, Megacon is going on. I'm sure that you've uh, you've seen everybody passing in the hallways. A little bit, actually. I take my walk very early in the morning, and I have been walking the convention center all the way down a couple times, and that's been locked up since it started the other day. I've seen a few, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually out of circulation before the day starts because I try to get that all in early. But it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, you know, one of the thing, great things for us is it makes it uh, a little bit of a family event so that you can have folks come in for training. Um, they can bring their wife. They can bring their kids. They, they have lots to do, whether it be Disney or any other function here in Orlando. And that's why we like coming to Orlando. We like coming to cities like this they're easy to get to that's number one that's the most important they've got great weather and uh, um, relatively predictable you know you can never predict rain but we're not likely to get an ice storm here in Orlando like we did last year in Nashville and uh, uh, allows for um, some great networking events especially outside by the pool one of our favorites yeah, the uh, outdoor reception has been great. Uh, last night, I just share this with you. I don't know if it made its way to you or not, but we were sitting there, and I was with uh, Steve was there, and Tim Izzy was there, and uh, Jerry Lemon was sitting there, and I was looking at that 1234 YF inflatable, yeah. and I said to the guys, I says, if that were a real cylinder, how much do you think would there be of our uh, 1234 YF in there, and how much do you think it would be worth? So I think they came up with an estimation of over a million dollars. Right. And then they figured it out. It's yeah, kind of funny. Yeah. Well, it's amazing what people think about uh, maybe some of those folks that had more than one cocktail. But um, <laughs> but we're, we're so glad that we, you could make it to, to, to see us. Any closing thoughts? Uh, it's great to be part of the organization, and I know you guys are going through some changes. We recently got a new president as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you met. It's Dave Johnson. Nope. Dave Johnson uh, actually was with Ford Motor Company before. Okay. And so we're going through some changes and yep. the way we approach things, and uh, hopefully we can get a line of communication going there. And, and I might just add also, uh, I expressed this to Steve at some point, is uh, it's concerning to us about the uh, reclaim. You know, yep. initiative, which seems like the can got kicked on the road. I think you may have said it that way. Um, but we're concerned about that. Yep. And we would like to get the word out to technicians. So mm-hmm. if there's a possibility of maybe us doing a joint webinar in the future, it'd be great. We yep. do them every week. Yep. So, um, you know, yep. it'd be great. We would we would love to do that. You know, we're kind of, uh, we've been tasked with leading the charge on behalf of um, SAE, the Alliance, um, and, and really AHRI to work with the EPA to try to find the right solution. And, and, and I think we've got all the right pieces in place, but the message is important. And, and whatever we can do together to get that message out to the shops that there's a concerning item on the, uh, on the legislative docket, if you will, uh, that we need to address beyond things like the right to repair, which we talked about today. Right. Um, it's a really important thing. So I want to thank you for coming out. I want to thank you for joining us on our, our little mini podcast here at uh, Max 2024. And for Max, I'm Peter Call. And I'm Dave Capper with ASE. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank cheers. You.